listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in this week to episode number 117. We have a few pretty cool things to talk about this week. Coming up in just a little bit, for the very first time, Counselor Eric Schultz will join us as the special guest this week. But before we get to that, we'll talk about a really fun show up in North Chicago this past weekend at All Heel Wrestling's Spring Reckoning and one of the better matches that you will see, Vic Capri and Ricky Reyes. Outstanding match, hard-hitting just great storytelling, grind it out. The fans were really into it. It was really intense, really cool being ringside for that match. I will talk about that and a whole lot more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Hey, it's the Cryonic Redneck Coldstone, Tim Boston, CS underscore Tim Boston on social media. And when I'm not scooping, when I'm not wrestling, I'm listening to Windy City Slam. Give me a... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast this week. And before we get to our guest, Counselor Eric Schultz, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, including the coming up this weekend, WWE WrestleMania Backlash. That is Sunday night, May the 8th on WWE Network on Peacock. And just a few of the matches that have been announced so far for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's an I quit match between the champion, Charlotte Flair, and the challenger, Ronda Rousey. Should be pretty interesting, and hopefully it's a little bit better than how the WrestleMania match went down. I know these two can put on a great match. Let's hope it's pretty good. Then we have the rematch between Cody Rhodes and Seth Freakin' Rollins. That should probably be the match of the night, in my opinion. Both those guys are really, really good. Cody tells a great story, and Seth is just among the best in the world. Then we have Drew McIntyre and RK-Bro taking on the bloodline of the WWE Unified Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and the Usos with Paul Heyman in their corner. That should be a pretty cool match. Then we have AJ Styles facing Edge with Damian Priest in his corner. And we'll see what happens with Edge's new faction. Will it grow? Will this story continue? I have a feeling there may be a few more quirks in this faction before it's all said and done. Then we have Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. And then Bobby Lashley faces Omas with MVP. 
Should be a decent show. I mean, I don't know how much juice there really is going into this thing and how excited may fans may be for it, but I'm thinking it's going to be a solid show either way. Let's take a look at what happened locally this past weekend in Chicagoland Independent Wrestling. Last Friday night, we had AAW Pros Never Say Die over at 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park. Great show once again. Let's just run down the results. AAW Heritage Championship number one contenders match, Davey Vega defeats Braden Lee, Gringo Loco, and Shane Hollister. Then we had Schaff defeating the violent gentleman, Victor Benjamin. Former AAW champion, Fred Yehai defeats Mike Bennett. Six-man tag team action, ACH, Jossie, and surprise partner, Rich Swan defeat the trio of Hakeem Zayn, Karam and Ren Jones. For the AAW Heritage Championship, Ace Austin retains over Myron Reed. That was one hell of a match. AAW Women's Championship, we have a new champion, Christy Janes dethrones Chicago Sky Blue to win the championship. Impact Wrestling Champion Josh Alexander, non-title match of course, defeats Big Beef Gnarls Garvin, now, that kind of sounds like something you might order at a, a Portillo's or Buona Beef in Chicago or one of those small, like, hot dog stands. But Big Beef's actually kind of getting over, so that was probably one hell of a match to see in person. Then we have the AAW Tag Team Championship, the Quirky Match, and this went to Ace Perry and Hammerstone. They retained the titles over the team of Heather Reckless and Ross Jones. AAW Heavyweight Championship, Matt Fitchett once again retains the title, continuing his impressive reign. He defeats Impact Wrestling veteran Eric Young. And then in the main event, Steel Cage. This was crazy. This was violent. Some blood, some guts, some gore. One called Manders defeats Silas Young. And Silas Young's manager slash valet, Val Malone, got put through a table in this one. Crazy, crazy stuff going on at Bourbon Street for AAW. Once again, putting on a great, great show. This past Saturday night, April the 30th, Freelance Underground presented Shaken, Not Stirred, back at the Thornton Distilling Company in South Suburban Thornton. The Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews defeat the Bitcoin Boys. Then in a four-person scramble, Golden Gun Mark Reeler defeats Alfonso Gonzalez, Angel Escalera, and Blair Onyx. The power couple, the team of Laney and GPA, defeat Alice Crowley and Big John Crowley. No relation. And in the end of the match, Ref Perch was bumped. Then GPA low blows John Crowley, leading to the Laney pin. GPA's had some bad luck recently since losing the Freelance Underground Championship to Calvin Tankman. However, ever since he started teaming up with Laney in Freelance Underground, they are undefeated as a tandem. Billy Starks defeats Taylor Rising and Heather Monroe in a three-way women's match when Starks hits a tombstone piledriver on Taylor Rising. Impressive big man match, and this was the first time, or maybe even the second time, I've seen these guys wrestle. Joshua Bishop defeats Jesse V., and these aren't your normal big guys. I mean, they're big and bruising and have power and all that, but they're not afraid to fly around a little bit either. So 
it was really, really cool to see this match. And these guys fought all over the brewery. And Joshua Bishop gets the win. Then Matt Nix in a two-on-one handicap match. He was supposed to have a tag team partner. Didn't have a partner. But he faced Project Monix and Chico Suave in the handicap match. And he won. So now Matt Nix faces Project Monix next month back at Thornton Distilling in a submit or I quit match. And then the main event, the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championships, the Brothers of Funstruction, Ruffle and Yabo, they defeat Violence Is Forever, Dom Garini and Kevin Koo in a hard-hitting main event. And the star of the weekend got to go to the Brothers of Funstruction. They did a double shot on Saturday night. They started out in Godly in the return of Northern Lights Wrestling, got done with the match there early evening, drove through a thunderstorm to get to Thornton for Freelance Underground, got there just in time for the bell, and then ended up defeating Violences Forever in that main event. So big kudos to the Brothers of Funstruction. All right, Sunday, May the 1st, we had Black Label Pros Fancy Wrestling in Ground Point, Indiana. Kind of cool touch. Some of the fans dressed up nice. The referees had the old school bow ties on. Really, really cool touch. Mikey Blanton, Tyler Edwards over there doing some great stuff as usual for them. And the results are as follows. We had Anthony Green defeating Myron Reed. Shaza McKenzie over Alice Crowley. Big Damo, the former Killian Dane, defeats Crash Jackson. Then Billy Starks defeated Dan the Dad. The Bang Bros, August Matthews and Davey Bang, under the tutelage in Black Label Pro of Trevor Outlaw, of all people. They defeat the Miracle Generation, Dustin Waller and Kylan King. Black Label Midwest Championship, Filthy Tom Lawler, defeats Davey Richards in one hell of a match. Then the X Division Championship from Impact Wrestling was defended. Ace Austin retains over Devin Monroe. Josh Alexander defeats Cody Lane. Black Label Tag Team Titles, Violence Is Forever, defeats the main event of Jay Lyon and Midas Black. And in the main event of Black Label Pro's Fancy Wrestling, the new BLP Heavyweight Champion, PCO, defeating Joshua Bishop, Kobe Durst, and Levi Everett to win the vacant championship which was given up by Jake something over the last couple of weeks. Black Label Pro went ahead and made this top four contenders match. And PCO, who used Black Label Pro just a few years ago to kind of springboard his way back into prominence, is now the Black Label Pro champion. All right, let's take a look now at All Heel Wrestling this past Sunday, May the 1st. Spring Reckoning, Paris Banquet Hall, North Chicago. I was there ringside shooting photos, commiserating with everybody there. Great show, fun time. It's an emerging company. They're taking baby steps every show, and they're definitely worth your time. A lot of great wrestling from top to bottom. Veteran guys, young guys, Matches where titles are on the line. There's always something at stake in pretty much every match at All Hill Wrestling. And once again, special thanks and kudos to people like King Torch, The Heathen, Amber, Phil Meyer Sr., a.k.a. No Chill with Phil, our special WWE pay-per-view 
guest analysts that we have on sometimes, along with Jordan Garrison, of course. Those people really, really welcomed me with open arms. Very nice folks. Great wrestling action. They're going to be back on July 24th. And if you go, you won't be disappointed. But let's take a look at the results of the show. Next level soldiers of Jax Johnson and Coda Holiday. They defeat Hot Rod Daddy Andy and Moo Dog Murray in the opening tag team match. Then, in the number one contender match for the Midwestern Championship, Fatal Four Way, Cody James comes out the victor. He defeats CJ Cole, Demented Chucky Bates, and Big Steppa Armando Alvarez. For the vacant All Heel Wrestling Tag Team Championships, in a no disqualification match, the haters of Polly Tomaselli and Hardcore Craig defeat Caribbean Arrogance of Chuko and Jay Manny to win the vacant championships. The Foley's were recently stripped of the titles due to injury, but they will be back on July 24th to challenge the haters for those titles. One little aside from this match and a little bit of a, a personal experience. And um, if you're taking ringside pictures or video, or if you're anywhere close to the ring, it's definitely an occupational hazard because during the course of the match, one of the haters, Paulie Tomaselli, took, I believe it was Jay Manny of Caribbean Arrogance and, and chucked him over the top rope. And I kind of saw it coming. I was taking the picture of, of them kind of going toward the ropes and I, I, I had like a split second to react and I was just a little slow that, that that first step quickness is no longer there at 47 years old. I got clipped on the shoulder and the, the collarbone a little bit, um, a little bit of pain to the touch, but nothing serious. But uh, again, if you're a wrestling photographer or, or videographer, this is no joke. Uh, you can get injured and things happen. So be very careful out there. And it's definitely my first kind of brush with a serious um, situation like that. Uh, and I've been ringside for numerous shows and it's a little scary, but uh, I kind of no sold it a little bit and uh, brushed, brushed myself off and uh, got right back to taking pictures about 30 seconds later. So um, I was fine to get, didn't get hit in the head. My camera's good. The camera did not get touched. So All's well that ends well, and uh, that was quite the experience for me uh, at All Hill Wrestling with the camera. AHW Change of Fortune Championship, Vape God Fletch Malone pins and retains the title. He pins Mateo Valentine by grabbing his trunks. After the match, All Hill Wrestling Management, Torch and Heathen come out. They name Mateo the number one contender anyway. They saw the chicanery from Fletch Malone. So Mateo Valentine is now the number one contender. But Fletch still does have his beloved Persephone, a.k.a. the Change of Fortune Purple Belt, where he could still make a challenge for any title he wants. So now there's a lot of contenders going on for the big belt. AHW Championship, it was a two out of three tables and doors match. And the champion, Gunnar Wicks, retains, defeating Baxter Belafonte 2-1 in that match. And Belafonte got the early edge for the first fall, so to speak. But then Wicks rallied, put Belafonte through two straight to end up winning the match. AHW Women's Championship, a three-way elimination match. Raven Raddox retains by defeating Kenzie 
James, and Leslie La Munrica. Then we have the AHW Midwestern Championship. This was the match of the night. Best match I've seen in a couple of weeks. The ice pick, Vic Capri, defeats and retains the title, going over Ricky Reyes. Well known for New Japan Pro Wrestling. In fact, he was just at Windy City Riot a couple weeks ago. He also wrestled in ROH and Lucha Underground. Vic Capri wins by pinfall. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you have a chance to see video of this match once it's posted, check out all heel social media for more details down the line. But this was one hell of a match to see in person. Two real pros going at it. Great psychology, great storytelling, brutal physicality. It had it all. Two guys that poured their blood, sweat, and tears in the ring. And Vic Capri wins that match. After the match, Cody James confronts Vic. But out of a sign of respect, Ricky Reyes helps out Vic Capri by dispatching Cody James, and then they shake hands afterwards. Turning to the main event, AHW Deathmatch Championship. Now, this was the first ever deathmatch I've seen in person, and it wasn't as crazy as I thought it would be. It was still very crazy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, no light tubes, but it was still pretty crazy. We had the big upset. Percy Drews knocks off the champion dysfunction to win the title. And Drews wanted to change the title to the hybrid championship, but Dysfunction took exception, came back to the ring, beat up Drew some more, and then left the arena with the fans happy after the beatdown. Now, next AHW show will be July 24th, back up in North Chicago. MLW's Alex Kane will face Vape God Fletch Malone, and Cody James challenges Vic Capri for the Midwest Championship. Stay tuned for a whole lot more from that card coming up in the near future. Coming up this weekend, a couple of local shows to touch upon. Actually, they're both going to be just across the border in Wisconsin. Saturday night, May the 7th, Pow Entertainment's Day of Reckoning. They return to Rumpels up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, featuring the Pow Tag Team Champions, Revolution, Jimmy Blaze, and Eric Freedom, taking on Bad Ombre Cartel. And in the latest chapter of the Powell versus SCW war, Scott Spade and Tiny take on Hunter Payne and Marco Anthony. Mateo Valentine takes on the debuting Axel Rico. So this will be Axel's first match in Powell Entertainment. Should be really good. And then we have IPA of Meat Hooks O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly taking on the team of Tommy McCobb and Kazile. Also this Saturday night, May the 7th, GLCW and Big Time Wrestling is part of the Hardy Boys Reunion Tour, teaming up for a show at the Waukesha County Expo Center in suburban Milwaukee in Waukesha, featuring the Hardy Boys taking on Mr. Kennedy and Chris Masters. Then we have Penta from AEW taking on Juice Robinson. Joey Jet Avalon faces big-time wrestling champion Dream Crusher Danny Miles. We have GLCW champion Backwoods Brown against Luscious Lawrence. OVW women's champion Layla Gray will be there to face an opponent to be determined. Plus, you'll see Drew Hernandez, Tony Gunn, Dustin Jackson, TW3, Cal Hero, Ryan Cross, and Omar Amir. All right. 
coming up in a few moments up and coming chicago area independent star and counselor eric schultz stay tuned want to get more customers for your business promoters do you want more exposure for your upcoming event windy city slam podcast can be your tag team partner Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. So very excited to bring on a first-time guest. He's been all over the Chicago scene over the last few months, last couple of years. We welcome up-and-coming star on the Chicago independent scene in places such as Chicago Star Wrestling, Northland Pro Wrestling, Crash Tested Wrestling, among others. We call to the stand, Counselor Eric Schultz. Counselor, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well. It's good to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right. So take me back when you first got interested in professional wrestling and also when you got interested in becoming an attorney. Yeah. um, So interested in uh, getting into the business um, would have been around 2019. Now, as a kid, obviously, I liked it. I got in. uh, My first pay-per-view I saw was WCW NWO sold out in 1998 with the infamous uh, Kevin Nash jackhammer to uh, the big show or then Paul White. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of what got me started into it. And then for many years, I was kind of out. But in 2019, Mike, it uh, you know, I, I my brother invited me over for WrestleMania 35. We watched it and it was kind of like, you know, this is I, it kind of took me back. Let's put it that way. And then whatever, for whatever reason, like that fall, I was uh, going with my buddies to some indie shows, just kind of checking out some of the local independent wrestling. And uh, I, the very first show I went to, I was like, wow, this is really, I mean, it was speaking to me. Um, in fact, I went and met uh, some of the folks afterwards and, and they were kind of, um, I was just kind of bending their ear and hearing kind of, of their origin story and how they broke into the biz. And yeah, I'd say since that night, I was just, it's been that seed was planted in my head or seed was planted in my brain and, just kind of looked around for some schools in the area. Um, and then it was actually January of 2020. So right off the bat, 2020, um, I hooked up with Chicago style wrestling, uh, training under Steve Boz. Um, and then obviously about two and a half months later, we had a big three month break because of the, uh, the pandemic. But, uh, but then we were back at it in July and, uh, the rest is history. So, um, that's kind of the start of me getting into the biz. Now, as far as the lawyer angle, um, that's uh, that's just something that, you know, um, they say that really the best way to present yourself out there uh, in front of a crowd is just to be yourself, but kind of crank it up to, you know, the spinal tap 11, mm-hmm. so to speak. I think even Stone Cold just spoke about that. He's just being himself, just cranked up to 11. So that's kind of what I did. And, uh, I, you know, I find that like my education kind of lends itself to just uh, being a more of a white collar personality, more of a heel. So uh, that's what I do if it's more natural. So that's kind of where uh, that's that's why I went that particular direction. 
So you've got some serious Irwin R. Scheister vibes going on. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Wrestling yeah. with the tie and the suspenders. Yeah. Uh, was he an influence of yours? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I I, only, I did the tie suspender. and I used to take it off. I only ever just came to the ring with it. And I would peel it off and wrestle in tights. Looked like a kind of a pretty bland default wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember watching uh, a match where we had a hot start before I took it off. And I kind of was bopping around a little bit with the short sleeve shirt and tie. And I thought, well, that's a better look. Um, and then it wasn't until I uh, until later that I got the, the IRS suspenders. Uh, and then, you know, I, I thought it was a cleaner look. It was a little bit more classy, a little more polished, but yeah, it drew immediate comparisons to IRS. <laughs> so you, you were talking about Steve Boz and getting involved with CSW. Now, right. what was that first indie show that you got to see? Was it CSW or was it something else? Oh, you know what it was? I'll tell you the truth. It was a, it was actually a freelance underground show up in, it well, up for me, uh, over in Itasca, Illinois oh. at Church Street Brewing. Yes. Yeah. And it was a real uh, intimate show. It was probably as many people watching it as there were involved with the show. Um, but, you know, they had, uh, like I said, they, um, you know, the, the wrestlers over by their merch tables would be, you know, trying to, uh, you know, pad their envelopes a little bit with a little some merch sales. And so, like I said, I'd go over there and just kind of bend their ear and um, I wouldn't buy anything, but I'd ask them. Uh, I tried to get a bunch of free information from them. Like, hey, how old are you? When did you start? Is this, you know, <laughs> so. You know, where do you train? Um, so, yeah, stuff like that. But uh, I'll even make mention of Pat Monix. I talked to Pat Monix that night and he was just uh, he's a really nice guy. And he's just been very encouraged. He was real encouraging to me that night. It's almost like he knew I didn't even have to say I was interested. It's like he could feel it. And he just said, like, hey, man, you're in your 30s. It's never too late to get in this biz. And I just was like, that's awesome, man. Thanks. And after that night, I was just kind of like looking for some schools. Yeah, Monix is a guy who's really passionate for the business. Uh, I know he had a little bit of a break and then uh, a big turn last year, and now he's back. And his character is really, really great. And he had a great, he's playing out this great storyline with uh, Matt Nix right now. And yeah, he's a real passionate guy. I could totally see him being a dude that kind of would lead you along this path. So, really, Mm -hmm. really cool story. For sure. Yeah, he's an influencer. And I've heard of other people say the exact same thing about Pat. That's say they, they were getting ready to quit. Maybe they were already in the biz and they were getting ready to quit. And Pat kind of shared a few words of encouragement and, you know, kind of got them to change their mind, uh, which ended up being a good thing for, for them. So, and they appreciated that to kind of stick through that tough time. So now to get into a little bit of uh, one of the companies you work for Chicago style wrestling. Now you and your client, the Polish powerhouse, Mario right. Pardua, were involved in this impromptu tag team match at Bad Friday last month against Marston and Boucher. And then Marco Anthony and Sean Mulligan kind of come stumbling out of the bar and they make it a little bit of a three-way dance. That's right. So what was that experience like uh, fighting those bruisers and then being in the ring with the young guns like uh, Marston and Boucher? Yeah, uh, Marston and Boucher uh, or Boucher come from Black and Brave. So, I mean, their training is uh, is not disputed. You know, we're, we're well aware of the caliber of uh, of wrestler that comes out of that particular training facility. So um, they have a good pedigree. They got good training. They got a good foundation uh, on which to, to build. And, and, and yeah, and they look great. So uh, it's a pleasure to uh, to lock up with those guys and, and work with them. But um, uh, same thing with Marco and Mulligan. You know, that was a first time for me, too. Uh, kind of dance around with those guys, but, um, but they were all professional. Uh, so that was fun. But uh, unfortunately, 
Um, the black and brave guys didn't come through and neither did me and my client Mario. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to look at a few. I'm still looking into some appeals over the uh, final verdict there, but uh, well, you know, stay tuned. You know, maybe we'll have to rectify some of that nonsense next month at the next show. Perhaps a two-on-two match would have been a little bit better for you rather than uh, having three teams involved. And that's a great point. Yeah, it's tough to do those triangle matches, whether you're by yourself or with a tag partner. Um, anyway, yeah, so. So what exactly is your association with Pardua now? Uh, is he somebody that you're looking to take under your wing and kind of build up and maybe make into a superstar under your uh, guidance? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Mario um, has all the makings of that. You know, uh, he got he ran into a little uh, quote unquote trouble uh, last couple months, you know, uh, kind of getting in a little altercation with some of the officials there. Yeah. Um, and I know that that kind of uh, the officials got their. Uh, got their revenge at, at a following show. But suffice to say, because of that, because of Mario's ambition, um, but maybe his, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little bit naive, you know, needs a legal representative to make sure that I can channel that ambition um, in the directions that it needs to go. That'll help him. That'll help Mario get the championship goal that really that that man deserves. So. He's like the Polish version of the rock. He's got the body yeah, he type. Uh, he's got the physique. Uh, he's got yeah. the physical attributes. And we were yeah. talking before we went on the air that, yeah, you're about six foot, six foot one, but you don't have the physical attributes. He no. has the physical attributes of, of a real professional wrestler, a guy that could really go places. So I, sure. I can see why you hooked your wagon to him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's a good yin and yang, Mike, you know, where Mario uh, excel or I, I should say where I kind of fall short, Mario excels and vice versa. You know, some of the uh, characteristics or attributes that maybe he needs to develop a little bit more. I have um, I'm a little bit more comfortable with, you know, like maybe speaking on the mic or doing an interview, things like that. So we do make a good pairing uh, kind of making up for each other's shortcomings. So that just makes us a good team. Yeah, I think maybe your rift with management might uh, kind of put you behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, GM Steve Arendt is definitely pretty vindictive when he get, thinks he gets crossed. So yeah. uh, what do you think about that situation? with? Oh him? man. Oh yeah. I've had my entanglements with Mr. Steve Arendt before in the past. And uh, I feel like too, it's mostly been with CSW, but I just, I know uh, I see him pop up in other promotions that I'm into and, oh. and the story's the same. It's just, we're always, uh, we're always not seeing eye to eye. Uh, but with Steve Aaron, it doesn't matter if he likes me or doesn't like me. He's got to respect the letter of the law. So he can, you know, dispute a decision all he wants. Uh, but if it's legally binding, then he has to abide by it. Now switching to another promotion at, uh, Steve Aaron has a little bit of something to do with, as well as some of the other folks you've uh, kind of worked with. Northland Pro, you and Cody James had this crazy <laughs> main event match where you guys brawled all over the bar, <laughs> all around the ring. Uh, he really beat you and Levi LeGuire, your associate, up outside the ring. And But the key thing is you end up winning the match with the help of Levi. So... What did you do to provoke the bear that is Cody James? Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a behemoth. Well, Levi and I, as well as Adam the Stallion, uh, we make up a group called The Association over at Northland Pro Wrestling. 
And uh, the association in that particular night, this was actually, uh, if you can believe it, Mike, this was Cody James, Eric Schultz won. Uh, Cody James and Eric Schultz would would clash again in an Irish street fight. But before we get to that, yes, that original match, um, I did come out on top. Um, you can say Levi helped. I'd like to think I won on my own accord. Uh, but yeah, you know, with Cody, um, he is so popular up there at Northland. And because he's such a behemoth, you know, there are very few folks that can uh, go against him, that can, that can even pose a threat. You know, who can pose a threat? Now, I know earlier we spoke that I may not be physically intimidating with my physique, um, but, if I, but I've often said, even at times, uh, you know, once I wrestled Marche, same thing. I mean, that is a big human being. Yes. And he's intimidating. Same as with Cody James. You know, these are two kind of big behemoths of men, and I'm not. So I can't match. I can't go toe to toe with these guys with with physique and with brawn. You know, I got to use another approach. I got to kind of think, outthink them, outsmart them. And so I think, yeah, I think it was a good. Um, I tried to be a good piper to Cody's Hogan. You know, and just kind of maybe not so much have the physical attributes, but kind of um, can be a good foil for him, a good uh, nemesis for him. Uh, kind of like a good uh, uh, Lex Luthor to his Superman. So, um, so yeah. Now, after that first match in February, you guys did end up fighting again, but you tried like hell to try to get out of that match in March. Yeah, you heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was. Uh, well, I mean, Irish, if I, I, I'm not Irish, but I have an affinity for the <laughs> Irish culture. You know, so um, I will say as in so much as uh, it was called an Irish street fight, there, there was an interest for me in that respect. Um, but uh, at the same time, I was hearing about some of the uh, the toys we'd be playing with in that match, mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better word. And then, yeah, it kind of became like, what the heck? I, I mean, not only did I already beat this guy, but you're scheduling a rematch on, on what grounds? On what grounds? It didn't make any sense. I didn't make any sense. I had to uh, go toe to toe with him again, let alone in the in the death match we had, for lack of a better phrase. Jeez. Crazy stuff. Um, were there any Legos involved? Because I just saw a death match with Legos involved this past weekend. No, there weren't any Legos. I'm, I'm hearing that that's a, the kind of the hot new thing now. You know, it makes sense. All you have to do is step on one of your kids. And uh, you know that that's not something you want to uh, play around with. But no, no, we didn't have to do Legos. There was plenty of other things to open up our skin and, and make lacerations. So we didn't need Legos. No light tubes or anything like that, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it was a light tube. You didn't oh, see it? Was. Oh, yeah. We had a couple of light tubes. So I swung a light tube at him early in the match. And, uh, I mean, I opened his back up like Niagara Falls. And then, uh, and then we had like three of them taped to a door. And he went through that. And so that was nuts. Yeah, that's a great match. You should check it out. I don't necessarily, you know, those kinds of matches aren't my bag. But after having done it, it was kind of like, yeah, there was something. There was a little something special that happened that night. So, yeah, it was a it was a wild one. Yeah, I, I saw a death match this past weekend, like I was saying. Thankfully, no light tubes either. Yeah, but geez, those are nuts. A different match happened on that, on that same card. I was taking pictures at ringside and Paulie yeah. Tomaselli chucks his opponent. I mean, I told I saw him in the corner of my eyes. I was taking the picture. I just couldn't get away fast enough. I got chucked right in the right in the show. No. Oof. You it got is. a piece of it too. Yeah, I got a piece of it. Yeah, Did occupational hazard. Maybe I should hire you to uh, 
to do some. Uh, I'm already drafting up the the uh, the the paperwork, my brother. So did did you get any like cuts or lacerations or anything? No, just a little. Uh, bumpers, I think. Uh, well, you're a tough guy, Mike. Good for you. I'm tougher than I look. <laughs> but I still think we got a case. Come come see me. Maybe we can we can both get paid for this. Yeah, we have to. Take <laughs> what, what's that little uh, catchphrase you got going? Oh, Schultz gets results. Yep. I need some results, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying the results will be favorable, but I will get some results of some kind. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Irish street fights and how would yeah. Irish have an affinity for Irish yeah. love to drink beer. Yeah. And man. you recently had a match at crash tested wrestling against <laughs> a guy who loved to drink beer. In good segue. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. segue. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Yeah. Yeah. No, working with Sean was interesting. You know, every time, uh, I would see him going to CTW shows before and I just, and he was a little, uh, you know, he's a little bit more introverted. You know, he just kind of keeps to himself. He's not real uh, talkative or extroverted, but you know, again, I'm a little more extroverted. I'm a schmoozer. So I just kind of went up to him and said, Hey, and introduced myself. And, you know, it was, a, it was, uh, that was it. I mean, it just kind of was not, uh, it was just kind of nonchalant or whatever. Uh, Turns out I got a match with them. And not only do I have a match with them, but I'm interviewing them on my segment, the free consultation with Eric Schultz, where I was able to give all of Hobart, Indiana, a free consultation. Well, at least give Sean Danger a free consultation. And then the, uh, the folks at Hobart got to enjoy it. But um, and then, of course, it turned into uh, a match or matches, a kind of a, a a, a comedy of matches, a comedy of errors, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, but yeah, you know that uh, some men prefer the juice of the barley and Sean danger is one of those men. And uh, I'm not saying it's the spinach to his Popeye, but it's pretty close to the spinach to his Popeye is the old, uh, the old sauce there. And speaking of your CTW experience, you are the legal counsel currently for high society. That's right. Yeah. The consigliere, if you will. Yep. So uh, high society is kind of a, a big group that's kind of growing by the day. It seems like uh, mm -hmm. wreaking havoc with, uh, with everybody over there at uh, CTW. Yeah. 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 Well, we got big shoulders in high society. It's a big group, figuratively speaking. It's a big group, uh, literally speaking. You know, we got Cody James, we got Nick or uh, uh, Nick Diamond and uh, Chris Miller. Well, so Cody James, Chris Miller, of course, both of CNC Destruction. Yep. And then we have, you know, again, Nick Diamond. And then we got our Kingpin uh, Cameron, uh, who's kind of, you know, working the controls and uh, takes on a more administrative role in high society. But uh, but yeah, the five of us together, you know, we're having an issue with Nick right now. Um, you know, we don't know where he stands. Um, in fact, it's Steve Arendt that we think is kind of corrupting him and, pu and putting a bug in his ear. So uh, the rest of us in high society are trying to bring him back within the fold and show him the error of his ways. We're saying, no, no, don't mess with Steve. Don't mess with Arendt. Um, you know, come back to high society because it, yet again, as I've said before, you know, the five of us together can control crash tested wrestling. All right. Um, as we wind down here, I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to go ahead and plug yourself a little bit. If social media, if you have any merchandise that's out there, upcoming events yeah. and so forth. Very good. Well, I'll give you two. So uh, first and foremost, Chicago style wrestling on May 20th 
That's a Friday night. We're going to be up in Franklin Park and we're going to be putting on a show. Now, not a whole lot of matches have been announced yet for this show. The show is going to take place, of course, but not a whole lot of matches to announce for this show. But I can tell you at least who's going to be there. And that's yours truly. You got Eric Schultz uh, in appearance uh, with my client, Mario Pardua. And we have a very special new guest, a new associate. Uh, that works with me, that works with Mario. She's She is going to be coming in to manage Mario. And um, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but suffice it to say, uh, she is going to be debuting at the next Chicago-style wrestling show against an old, familiar favorite, an old Chicago-style wrestling favorite. And I think if all the show was was that match, it would be worth the price of admission. But of course... It's going to be loaded with a bunch of other great matches, too. So and then actually the very next day, Mike, the 21st Saturday will be at Northland. That should be up in Woodstock, Illinois. Now, again, card subject to change. Not really sure what's going on there, but you should see Cody James in action. Uh, The attorney, Eric Schultz, is going to be in action and and many other, uh, you know, top talents in the Chicagoland area. Um, As far as social media, uh, Eric. Schultz has been spelled, I think, any number of ways. <laughs> I see match cards, I see advertisements, and I see like Schultz gets spelled different, Eric gets spelled different. So if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Eric underscore Schultz underscore lawyer. And again, Eric is just E R I C, and Schultz is S C H U L T Z. So Eric underscore Schultz underscore lawyer. Eric Schultz lawyer on Instagram. I have like 19 followers. So I'd love to see that go up to maybe like 28 or 29. <laughs> no Twitter? Twitter? No, I got in trouble on Twitter like years ago. <laughs> I got on Twitter. I, I joined. This is a true story. I joined Twitter at a bar. I was sitting at a bar. My buddy uh, got me signed up. He said, come on, man, let's get you a Twitter account. So he gets me a Twitter account going. And this is not a lie, Mike. It's so embarrassing. Gets me a Twitter account going and he and uh, he starts like following a bunch of like porn sites oh, and like porn stuff for like you got me hooked up. He's got me set up. You know, he's he's setting me up, quote unquote, nope. gives me my phone back. And it's like, OK, sweet. I got Twitter all set up. But I remember going on that night and like going to sleep and waking up to like all kinds of messages like, dude, what are you doing on Twitter? It was it was humiliating. Like I realized people were seeing that I was on Twitter, following me on Twitter, and I'm following all these seedy, unsavory sites or or, or accounts. Oh, it was just so embarrassing. I just I didn't even know what Twitter was at the time, and here I was. I already did something embarrassing on it. Never joined it since then. Was it a rib by your buddy? It was a rib. I, I should hope so. I didn't even catch it, but I'm telling you, like like you know, old teachers and. Sunday school officials were like calling me and like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know. It was a rip. I'm, I apologize. So I took it down and just like, it was just too embarrassing to go back. (laughs) So do we expect any uh, counselor Eric Schultz merchandise at any point? Yeah. You know what? That's I'm dragging my feet on that. You know, it's so busy here at the law offices of Eric Schultz, but uh, that is something that has to be on the horizon. Um, first and foremost, we got to get some t-shirts, you know, I get these people dressed up in Eric Schultz apparel. And then after that, we'll have some fun, maybe with some other little, uh, chachis, you know, for the kids, something they can play with during the show, something like that, you know, 
All right, Counselor Eric Schultz, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, hope to have you back in the future, and uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. I appreciate it, Mike. It's a pleasure. All right, it was good to have Counselor Eric Schultz on this week on the Windy City Slam podcast. Looking forward to seeing how his career develops and continues to grow on the Chicagoland independent scene. He's got a busy month ahead, so go check out some of those shows and see what the counselor Eric Schultz brings to the table. All right, next week, we will recap some more happenings in Chicagoland wrestling, talk a little bit about WrestleMania Backlash, plus we welcome for the very first time to the show, a guy who's been growing up around the Chicago scene the last couple of years in places such as Chicago-style wrestling, Berwyn Championship Wrestling, and Rocket Pro Wrestling, the Ryan Matthews will join us right here next week on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.